far back as I could remember, I always wanted to be a... Josh Cohen and home team. You're listening to Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina. Delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. This is ESPN 106.3. Party like a rock star because every day above ground is a good day. It is the home team and we are live in that drive in the HOV lane. Four to six live on ESPN 106.3. Live worldwide on the ESPN app. And just tell any smart speaker. Got a smart speaker? Just tell. Don't ask it. Because then you start making these robots think that they can make decisions. We tell, they work for us. We own them. We tell them. We tell them, play ESPN 1063. What would you say? If I am your, um, if I'm your smart speaker, talk to me like I'm your speaker. Go ahead. Alexa, play ESPN 1063. Go bleep yourself. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yeah, I could say that. They're, they're, no, they are getting to, um, that's a problem with robots now. They know that like we need them and they're like, yo, I'm the boss. Don't ever let your robots think they're in charge. Never. That's what happened in Terminator 2. We talk about it all the time. It is a Friday edition. That's weekend kickoff. Tonight is game four in the NBA Finals. It is also tonight a big concert. And, and I, I talked to an old man last night. And by old man, I mean someone who's older than me. Okay. So so legitimately old. I think he's in his 70s. He's a nice guy. <laughs> legitimately old. Legitimate, I mean, 70s is legitimately old. Where, where I'm at is not, you know, me and Dean are not old. No. To you, we are. Well, I don't think you, you guys are just older, but I don't think you're old. We're older. 70 is old. This guy's probably like 74 years old. I said, hey, you coming back tomorrow night for Kid Rock? And he said, no, 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 that's Adult Rock. And I'm like, what? He goes, he's too old to call himself Kid. I was like, damn, (laughs) that's a great point. Kid Rock is 50 or 51 years old. He's a grandfather. Remember, Kid Rock has a grandchild. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, and it's not by marriage. It's not by adoption. His biological son had a child. Um, and Kid Rock is a grandfather. So I'm trying to swell this movement because, you know, I love Kid Rock's music. I don't agree with him politically. He's Papa Rock. Yeah, it's what? Papa Rock. Gr- Grandpa Rock. Grandpa. Grandpa Papa. Rock. Grandpa Rock. Because he's a grandfather. Well, Grandpa's too long. Grandpa. G-R-A-M-P-A. Grandpa I'm... Rock. Okay. Kid? No. Adult? Mm, man Rock? No. Papa Rock. Pa- no, because Papa Rock sounds kind of cool. Hey, Papa Rock's kind of folksy. No, this is Grandpa Rock. Okay, fine. He's just old-ass Grandpa Rock. Bob Ritchie. We'll see you tonight at the I Think Financial Amphitheater. You're not going to the concert tonight, I understand now. I am not going anymore. You are softer than baby poo. Sorry. You are soft. I'm sorry. I, I was you're gonna... not sorry. You're not sorry. I'm not sorry. No, but... you're not. You're, just, you're sorry. You're just not sorry. Yeah, I'm you're, not. You're sorry. You're just not regretful. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sorry. It should be fun, though. I, hope I would imagine. I hope know. the weather stays good, and I'm sure it's going to be a great concert. No, you hope the weather's terrible, so then you won't feel like you're missing out. Don't lie. You hope it storms, so that way, if it is nice, you'd be like, damn it, I should have been there. We should have gone. If it rains, you'd be like, yeah, well, see, I'm glad we didn't go. Well, yeah, the, Don't rain, lie. the rain would help. That's how I am. I won't even lie to you. Yeah, if I, the if rain I can't, would help. If I can't go to something, if I can't go to something, I hope the weather's terrible or that it gets canceled. I'm not even going <laughs> to lie. I am so, I am that petty. When I was up in the Hamptons for Memorial Day weekend, uh-huh. and I was hanging with my boy Adam Weitzman and, and our crew, our derby crew, Mikey C, Nikki D, me, and then some other folks came through, Coach Beheim, his boys, Buddy and Jimmy, they came through, and some other folks. Um, I got a message from one of the bartenders at, I think, Financial Amphitheater. And she was like, yo, Dave Matthews Band shows got canceled. Uh-huh. And I was like, what? And she said, yeah, something COVID-related. 
And like secretly, I was like, yes. Yes, because you were here. Because I couldn't be here. I know. Isn't that ter- that's a terrible way to go through life. It's it's not terrible. It's We're being honest. It, but, it's, but it's being it's selfish. It's the truth. It's, it's really the truth. But I'm, I'm a somewhat kind, like I'm a kind soul. I'm a generous soul. I'm a very compassionate, empathetic soul. But this is the one weakness that I do have. And that is, I don't want them to have a good time if I can't. <laughs> it's, very, it's very preschool. It's very childish. And at least I'm aware. I'm, I'm aware of it, and I think that's half the battle. That is. is admitting it. And then I've got to work on. You know what? I've had lots of good times that those people couldn't. Let them have a good time, even though I can't. And by the way, this wasn't the case of like, oh, I couldn't get a ticket. This was I went to go stay with my friend at his rented mansion in the Hamptons. Yeah. So like I chose <laughs> something else that was equally awesome. Yeah. So you can't really be that upset. I shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. But I can be because I'm petty. Petty. I'm petty like Serena Williams. That's yeah. a whole other level of petty. Yes. You have no idea. I don't. No, no, you don't. I'll tell you stories one time. Okay. Not on the air. Okay. Well, actually, I'm going to write the book one day. Oh, yeah. wow. I'm going to write the book. You could write a book on it? Oh, my God. You have no idea. I could write a book and just blow the cover, like the doors off. The, I could be on the Today Show Monday. <laughs> if, I, if I came out like today with these, not even allegations, with these truths, with the, the things that I know, that I've experienced, that I've seen and heard of and told firsthand, um, I could be on the Today Show and be like, I'm writing a book and uh, it'll be out when, uh, I don't know, whenever Harper Collins decides. Um, I, I, I could expose, but we'll just say this. She is the mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the pettiest of them all? And the mirror goes, Serena, you already know that. <laughs> doesn't even go like storybook. It's like, it doesn't even no. try to go storybook. No, Girl, it's you. Um, is that petty of me if, if I can't go somewhere to hope that the weather's bad or that it gets canceled? <laughs> I feel like that's petty. It's a little petty, but it's okay. And, and so you're thinking tonight, well, I hope the weather's nice. But really, since you're not going... You kind of hope the weather's not nice. Well, no, I know you're going. I know a few other people going. So I do hope the weather is nice for you guys. Uh, no, you don't. But if I if it rains, you know, I... You feel better about staying home. Yeah. You soft. Yeah. All right. Um, you just staying home, laying low, hope you don't feel great or something? Yeah, just right. staying low. Whatever. It's been a long week. So don't worry. We'll get after it for you. That is at I Think Financial Amphitheater tonight. Um, remember, email Willie Johnson with an IE, johnson at livenation.com. Upcoming shows... Um, include coming up a week from Wednesday, Backstreet Boys. He got VIP access for that. Yes. Then Doobie Brothers' 50th anniversary. Just told you about Jewel, and then with Blues Traveler, and then Incubus is with um, Sublime. Yep, and then Train. And then, oh, Train is part of that. Yes. Previous show. Mm. That's with Jewel. I think it with, is it Train, Andrew? Oh, those are different. Yeah, those are different. Anyway, email Willie Johnson with an IE and get your VIP tickets and boxes and lounge access and all that good stuff. Um, let's get to tonight. It is game four in the NBA finals, and I'm going to let you play Mike Breen since Dean's not here oh, to do it. Oh, no. I think you're better than he is. I think you're better than Dean. Not not Mike Breen. Not Mike Breen at all. No, but okay. I, think, I think you're better than Dean. Okay, where are we at tonight? Um, you are going to, here's what I would do. If you start the, I'll, I'll give you an example, and then you, uh, you want to start the music, we'll stop it. Okay. Okay, so we're in a commercial right now, and it's a commercial for, I don't know, um, Acme Widgets. Okay. Okay. You know what a widget is? Maybe. A widget? You know what a widget is? I feel like there's a different meaning of a widget. No, it's it's a fictional uh, kind of device that is used when you teach economics. Instead of saying water bottles, a widget is like a good or a product or a service. There's also like widgets on your cell phone though. Um, right. And I think that came from that. 
But anyways, remember yeah, Acme? So, why'd you have to choose a, a difficult commercial? Like what? Because I, I was like, who? You can just say a car commercial it's and a, not say the car? It, no, it's a commercial. For, you know what? It's a commercial for Bud's Chicken and Seafood. There we go. That's what it is. There we go. So, so I am streaming on my Roku projector, or I'm actually just streaming on my ESPN app, the NBA Finals tonight. And uh, the commercial is on for Bud's Chicken and Seafood, and the commercial ends, and it says budschicken.com. And then it goes black, and then you hear... You are looking live at TD Garden in Boston, where tonight, the Boston Celtics look to go up three games to one on the Western Conference champion, Golden State Warriors. Hi, everyone. Mike Green along with Jeff Van Gundy, Mark Jackson, as we settle in for a pivotal game four that could very much tonight's winner decide who goes on to win the 2022 NBA championship. That's you. It's game four. It's Boston. It's the Celtics. They're up 2-1 on the Warriors. He's Mike Green along with... Mark Jackson and we have to do Mike Breen and that guy. Can I Jeff do? Bingundi. Can I do Josh Cohen and Dean Thomas? Yes, you can use us. Okay. Do you want to? You want to do? What, what, what bigger sportscaster name? Tina Thompson. No. <laughs> can't it use Lemay. It probably can't. I, I don't think we would we use Tina. I feel like I how about, would use how about Chris? Chris. How about no, Chris? Chris. You're just saying that because it's something I told you before the show. I would. Ne- I would never take anything you told me in confidence <laughs> off the air. And then throw it at you on the air. That's just Lies. That's, that's a bad partnership. Lies. What kind of a partner does that? You're doing it right now. Chris Chris. Um, How, I, if, I feel like it'd be Christina, though. What if you're a sports Christina broad- Costanza. I loved that. Christina. But, well, hold on. Be careful now. That what, I'm just <laughs> saying, though. Like I, lo- I loved my like my last name. You gave it up, though. You volunteer- I did. You voluntarily surrendered it. Yes, I did. Um, what if I throw it from the ESPN studios in Bristol to Chrissy Chris Chris, who is live in Boston. Take it away, Chrissy. You say Boston? Live in Boston. Oh, Boston. In Boston. That's not my name. Chrissy Chris Chris is your is your on AB is your NBA, NBA on ABC. Your broadcaster name is Chrissy Chris Chris. You don't like you don't like Chrissy. I don't like that. How about just Chris how about Chris Chris Chrissy? No. Your first name Chris Chris, last name Chrissy. No. Christina That's Costanza. Too much. All right, fine. And um we are gonna throw it now. To Christina Costanza in Boston. Take it away. We are live at TD Garden in Boston, and the Celtics are up two to one and looking for winning game four tonight. Will they do it? We shall see. The Warriors, though, are coming in hot and looking for a win. Now let's take it to the desk with Josh Cohen and Dean Thomas. <laughs> a lot of that was really good. I know. And a lot of that, what do you mean, I know? I, I didn't think it was that bad. Just take a compliment. What do you mean, I know? Thanks. You're supposed to act. Hold on. There was, was one part that I stumbled on. But, but a lot of that, like the way that you put the emphasis and your, your cadence was very professional. Like you sounded like nice. Cassidy Hubbard or one of those that are in your similar vocal range. Nice. You did. Um, why would I just throw it to you? <laughs> why would you throw it back to me? Don't throw it back. It's not a hot potato. You got to settle in as we go courtside now. It's Christina Costanza alongside Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Jackson. Fellas, many believe the winner tonight goes on to win it all. There's pivotal games, and then there's a game four where the home team's up two games to one. Jeff, and he goes, what do you, what do you mean, Jeff? You keep talking. I'll let you know when I'm ready. <laughs> I'm learning. No, but but that was really good. Thank you. Uh, take a look at tonight inside those numbers. By the way, I'm, uh, I'll be monitoring it on my phone. <laughs> but I'll be singing along with, um, with Grandpa Rock. Yeah. Actually, you know what I'm looking forward to tonight? My friend, Dom Brewer... And his lovely bride, Sonny Quinn. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing him perform because I've seen him perform a couple times. Grand Funk Railroad. 
but I've never seen him on a big stage at a big show like this. Is he before Kid Rock? Grand Funk Railroad will open for Kid Rock. Nice. They're both Michigan bands. Grand Funk Railroad, you know their hits. Trust me, you do. You don't realize you do because this is playing right now and you don't know. Yeah. They, the Beatles had the record for the fastest sellout ever of Shea Stadium for a concert. And then Grand Funk Railroad broke that record in like 1974. They sold out in like eight minutes. Wow. Yeah. Grand Funk Railroad, we're an American band. We're an American band. We're coming to your town. We'll help you party it down. We're an American band. Not ringing a bell. Wow. I'm getting closer to my home. No, wow. nothing. Um, do the locomotion. Can you sing it? <laughs> I can. I'm choosing not to. <laughs> um, yeah, Grand Funk Railroad and then Kid Rock. But anyways, game four tonight. Let's take it back. It's ABC, not o'clock, Eastern time. The Warriors have won five out of six road games following a loss this postseason. That's a strange number. That is. They've won five out of six road games following a loss. What does that tell us? That tells us that they come back strong after losing, but it's strange that they feed off the energy of the visiting of the visit or the, the visiting crowd for them. Yeah. Of, of the away crowd. That's a strange stat. Equally strange. Chrissy Chris Chris. Boston. Do you realize out of nine games, they uh They've lost a game this season. What their win record is? Out of the nine games Boston has lost so far this postseason, in rounds one, two, three, and now four, how many times have they won the game following? Out of nine. Give me a guess. Out of nine? Yep, give me a guess. Seven. Three. Oh. The Celtics are three and six after a win. I'm sorry, after a win this postseason, not a loss. After a win. The Celtics win games. They've won. And then... They lose. It don't make no sense. This whole this whole series doesn't make sense. The Celtics have had back-to-back wins just twice over the last three series. So the Celtics win a game, and then they lose. I, don't, I mean, if you do the math, you go, how does this make any sense? Yeah. ESPN compiled the statistics, and there's a strange couple of storylines here. The Warriors, after they lose a game, on the road, if they're on the road, they win They win five out of six road games after a loss this postseason. That's bizarre. Celtics, three and six after a win this postseason. Strange. So the Celtics win after losses. We know that because they are seven and oh after a loss. Yes. Three and six following a win. You know how strange that is? Remember Dean and I were talking about what a weird playoffs this is? And this is a weird. And Dean's like, is it just me or is it? No, it's not just you. It's a strange NBA Finals. It's been a strange playoff. The games have not been close. They've not been exciting. The Warriors win the third quarter. The Celtics win the fourth. The Heat, remember, had a 2-1 lead in the Eastern Conference Finals, and they'd won only to that point two quarters, or actually three quarters. Then th- These things are strange. You can say, well, we extrapolate too much information. We grab too much statistics. We look at too many you know, instances. Once happens, twice maybe coincidence. But then after that, you start to look for trends. And you can't tell me that winning five out of six road games after you lose is anything other than a trend. That's a trend. It's a large enough sample size. Six times you've lost a game and been on the road. Five of the six, you've won that game. That bodes well for these Golden State Warriors because yeah. they enter off of a loss mm-hmm. in game three. The Celtics 
they've won three out of nine games following a win. How does that make any sense? It doesn't. It makes no sense. That's why they wound up going seven. That's why they wound up having to go seven against Miami. Because they couldn't win two in a row. So they'd win game five, and then they'd lose game six, and then they'd win game seven in Miami. And that's how they got to the NBA Finals. It's a strange situation. It's a strange junction we find ourselves at tonight. Do you uh, think it's just, but I feel like it's like the Celtics are just strange. Like they, they are. They are the good, like the better team. Like it they it were, seems like they're the better team. But they, it's like this, it's just strange. It is strange. Um, during that Memorial Day weekend, I told you I spent the weekend up there in the Hamptons, and Coach Jim Beheim was with us for the weekend with his boys, Buddy and Jimmy. And uh, watching those three play poker together with my boy Adam was hilarious. All the bleep they talk at each other. Mm-hmm. The bleep that Coach Bayham talks at his kids and they talk back at their dad. Yeah. is hilarious. I mean, they're 24 and 22 or whatever it is, like 23 and 21. They're grown men. Yeah. But Beheim is the longest tenured college basketball coach in the country. Right? Krzyzewski just retired from yeah. Duke. And Beheim's been at Syracuse since like 1979 or whatever. I mean, oh. it's been for He's been coaching there like 46 years. Whatever Jeez. it's been. And he flat out said to me, because I'm like, I like the heat a little bit. He said, no, 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 no. They won't win it. And I said, all right, well, the Warriors, the Celtics, if that's case, he goes, no, 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 no. He said, Josh, the Celtics are too big, too physical, and you've watched these games. They're a better team. Now, I sometimes, I hate to admit this, but I have bias. Occasionally that creeps into. And my job is not to root for what I want to happen or tell you what I hope or wish will be the case. My job is to tell people what I think will be the case. Mm-hmm. And there's very few times in sports where I allow my bias to interfere. But I was a kid who was growing up in the 80s. And my big sister loved the Celtics. And I hated my big sister. So what do you do? You root against their teams. Of course. How many people do you know that chose a team because their sibling or whomever um, loved their other, the biggest rival thereof? I swear my husband does that to me. To you. Every time that Ravens. I'm every time that I'm rooting for a team, he's yep. rooting for the opposite team. I'm like, why? Why? Why do you on do purpose. This? Besides the heat, like every other team, like he will root against me. And I'm like, I'm I don't understand what's going on here. <laughs> you're a you're a Steeler fan, so he's like, Yeah, I'm a I'm a Ravens fan. Yeah. Whoever he, the big rival is. Any game, like whoever I'm rooting for, he just always seems to be rooting for the opposite team. Makes sense. In the mid eighties to the late eighties, the Celtics and the Lakers met a bunch of times in the NBA finals. And my sister is a basketball fanatic, and she was a four-year starter. She was a, she was boss. My sister could ball out. Mm-hmm. Like, she played. She went to college to go play. And then she's like, yeah, not for this. Kind of like me. Weird. Um, my sister loved the Celtics, and so I didn't have a team because I'm a little kid, and I don't really care. Yeah. But who did the Celtics hate? The Lakers. That's my team. Who were the Celtics playing in the NBA Finals? The Lakers. That's my team. So I became a Laker fan mm. out of not love, but out of hate, out of trying to needle and antagonize and piss off my older sister. Well, I have two older sisters. I'm the baby, but yeah. the middle child. So that's her team. So that's how I became a Laker fan. So sometimes I find myself hoping that the Lakers lose because a part of me goes back to when I was, you know, 11 years old. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's being unprofessional. That's where bias seeps in. Yeah. So I look at the Celtics and I go, it's not even that, you know, Coach Beheim, that you're not wrong because you're not wrong. You're right. But I just see them as this ragtag bunch that was 25 and 25 after 50 games. They were at 500. They were below 500 at the halfway point of the season. Remember, 
the Celtics were 25 and 25. And then in the last 32 games, they went 26 wins and six losses. They became the best team in basketball. They didn't have the best record. We know that. But they became. And they stayed. And yes, they had to play a game seven. And yes, they do lose games after winning games. But Beheim is right when he says, Josh. <laughs> and you know, when a coach, when someone's coached as many greats as he has, or hard workers as he you talk to people on their level. The great coaches are the best communicators, and they speak your language so that you understand it. The mm-hmm. best communicators are the ones that just speak it your way. And he said, they're bigger, and they're more physical, and they're a better team. And I'm like, damn it, he's right. He's right. And, and I shake my fist because I'm like, oh, I hope my sister's not going to be happy. <laughs> hope the Celtics aren't going to win and my sister's going to be happy. She's still a Celtics fan. They are. But I don't understand the discrepancy in losing games um, <laughs> after winning them. And I don't understand how the Warriors seem to win all these road games um, after a loss. And yet here we are at two games to one. The Boston Celtics are favored by four tonight. They appear to be the better team. We know that the Warriors don't necessarily play defense as well. We know that they can't compete physically. They're smaller. We get it. But how do you count out still Steph Curry, hobbled ankle or not? Clay Thompson, whether he's shooting well or not, hasn't been the same since he came back from the Achilles. We get it. Draymond Green, who runs and dribbles like he's Dennis Rodman. He rebounds like he's Rodman, but if you watch him, and I know you don't remember a lot of Rodman basketball. No. Maybe you've never saw him play. But Rodman would dribble and run like with five times more energy and steps than you needed. Some people, they glide. They glide up the court. They can get up the court in like what it seems like four paces. And Draymond Green looks like he takes 37 steps. Ugh. Just to, like it's very chop chop. There's a lot of motion going on. Yeah. He's excited. Like, look what I did. I got a rebound. Look at me. And when he handles the ball, you're like, oh my God, there's way too much movement going on. There's hands and feet and knees going everywhere. It, it looks like someone doing an impression of Dennis Rodman, except it's Draymond Green. Draymond has as many points in the finals as he does fouls. Not good. No, he's got 15 of each. Not good. But I don't know still how you count out a team with the experience that the Warriors have that have the key components of Clay with Steph and Dre. I like Jordan Poole. I like Looney. I'm saying tonight's going to be probably that game that I go, damn it. Why was it the one night that I went to go to a concert and watch Grandpa Rock Yep. Saying, you never seen a mother bleeper quite like this. And I'll be like, that's a game that was close. That went back and forth. Inside of two minutes, lead change. Inside of a minute and a half, lead change. Overtime. It's, it's going to be that kind of a game tonight. Uh-huh. Wait and see. And I'm going to be watching on my phone. Wait and see. Uh, that's what I think. Anyways, the fourth quarter has been a major deciding factor in this series. The Celtics are plus 40 in the fourth quarter in the finals. They have shot 47% from three. The Warriors... They've been shooting 19% from three in that fourth quarter. Turnovers in the fourth quarter, Boston has had five. The Warriors have had 16. That tells the whole story. Numbers don't always tell the story. I think those numbers do. The team that's supposed to be great at threes in the fourth quarter, they suck. The other team that's not supposed to be, they're great. The team that's not supposed to turn the ball over, the ones with all the senior veteran leadership, been there, done that, they turn the ball over at three times the rate of the Celtics that are supposed to be I mean, they're the hot team at the end of the year, but are they, they really championship caliber? They are. The Celtics are legit. And the Warriors now, they're back up against it. If the Warriors lose tonight, they go down three games to one. They go back home for a must win in San Francisco. It's not to say they can't do it or won't do it, but 
it feels a whole lot different when you get one back on the road. Because Mm -hmm. when you get one back on the road, now you've got home court advantage back. Yes. Right now, home court advantage is with the Celtics that were the pre-series underdogs at plus 135, remember. Um, I think tonight's going to be the first game of the finals that's interesting inside the final two minutes. That goes, we'll have lead changes. Um, I think tonight's going to be fun. I know. I think tonight will be different. Damn it. Now be it. Grandpa Rock. You will be Is he going to be mad that I call him Grandpa Rock? You should ask him tonight. I don't know. I might see him. I might not. I don't know. My, my friends will. My friends will. I don't know if I will or not, to be honest. Maybe have them ask him so it's not you, so he Maybe. won't be mad at you. There's a pregame going on, by by the way, right now. Uh, Joe C., not Kid Rock's Joe C., but uh, Joe, I want to say his whole name, Joe C. and my boy and, and his people. And he's like, yo, tell Tina to come to the concert tonight. He can, she can come hang out with us. I'll, I'll write a, a note for her husband. Like, <laughs> or an excuse note. <laughs> oh, no, he didn't say that. I was thinking that. Oh, okay. He's like, we won't tell her husband. So you got invited, but um, you can't. I'm not going. You can't swing it. Fair no. enough. Fair enough. Um, who wins a huge game for tonight? Celtics or Warriors? Tina, who wins it? I'm going to say the Warriors. Rivers wins outright. I think it's the Warriors. I kind of feel you're right. They're not the better team in the series, but tonight they have a night. Yeah. I, th- I think you may be right. All right. Coming up next. Which global sports icon felt ignored by me last night because a security guard wanted to ask me what about Tina? That's right. A global sports icon felt ignored by me last night because a security guard who's a fan of the show wanted to ask me what about Tina? Way to go, Tina. Way to ruin my relationship with global sports icons. Sorry, not sorry. Hope you're proud of yourself. Plus, um, which fellow sports icon of the aforementioned just joined the billionaire list? It might actually surprise you that this person is just getting on the list now. We'll tell you who joins the company of the billionaires next. It's the home team on ESPN 106.3. You're listening to Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina. Delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. This is ESPN 106.3. I would never promote Dean Thomas competing against us, so I won't remind you that he's on UFC Live today because he's competing against us at 5.30. He is. Tomorrow night is UFC 275 Live from Singapore. You know the time difference to Singapore? No. It's 12 hours. Ugh. So that means that the 6 p.m. fights tomorrow night on the undercard, those dudes are fighting at 6 a.m. in Singapore. Ew. But, but think about it. Like Actually, I would prefer that because, you know, when I did my challenge the other day, a girl had said, I couldn't imagine doing this at 5 p.m. And I totally agreed with her. Like, I love going thing. to the gym at 5 a.m., like having an empty stomach. Like, I, you know, I just woke up. Like, I actually really enjoy that. So that you, might be good for There me. you go. UFC 275 tomorrow night. And don't have to buy pay-per-view. Just go to Twin Peaks. Great food. Cold beer, 29-degree beer, all your made-from-scratch favorites. Of course, your favorite Twin Peaks girls. And every sporting event you possibly want to see happening live in 8K Ultra HD on all those big modern screens that they got. West Palm Beach, it's Palm Beach Lakes Boulevard, right off of I-95. Easy enough. Pembroke Pines and Davie, uh, the ultimate guys lodge is the ultimate sports lodge, is your UFC headquarters. And it is Twin Peaks. Speaking of sport, which global sports icon felt ignored by me last night because a security guard who's a longtime listener and fan of the home team wanted to ask me what about Tina? 
Um, I told you this story. I told you in the text message who this was. Yes, you did. So I was at the arena last night, the amphitheater rather, the I Think Financial Amphitheater last night, because it was Tears for Fears and Garbage. Do you know Tears for Fears? Not at all. If I sang the songs, you would know Tears for Fears. You just said that about the- Everybody wants to rule the world. Okay, I do know that. Sowing the seeds of love. Shout, shout, let it all out. <laughs> I need some like these are the things I can do without. You're not Come a bad singer. On. You're well, not a bad singer. I'm a bad singer. I say you're not a bad singer. Oh, you know I can sing. Yeah, you can sing. But right you now, you can sing and you can dance. I I can sing and dance. How about that? But acapella, I can't really figure out the song. <laughs> um, everybody, <laughs> like I know that part. Wants to rule the world. Might be the only song I know of theirs, though. Yeah, Tears for Fears. And then Garbage. And then Garbage's big hit was I'm Only Happy When It Rains. No. All right. So I went to go see them. And as you enter the amphitheater through the walkway, you enter from the VIP side, which is the north side. Yeah, north side. And the stage is to your right and the lawn is to your left. And the amphitheater roof extends, obviously, from right to left as it goes up, right? Uh-huh. To allow for the people in the lawn to see in. And there's the lower seats, sections from your right to left, three, two is in the middle, and then one is all the way down to the end or the other way around, and then the walkway. And then there's the VIP boxes that line the back of the seats the in, the, in the middle of the walkway. In the middle of the walkway on the far left end there on the left side is the um, soundboard where the, the people are controlling the sound and probably the lighting for the concert. And there is a security guard who is generally stationed there holding down the fort. And he's a fan of the show. And he's a longtime listener to the show. Where it used to be, where it is now. And he's a great guy. He's a friend of mine. He's one of those guys that became a friend that was a fan. Yeah. And that's the best kind. Best kind. And so I stop to say hello to him. And some of the other security personnel are walking by. And they stop to say hello to me. And there's quick hugs and daps. Because, you know, I go to a lot of concerts. Lots of I get to of know concerts. these people. And some of these people have worked there for a long time. Oh, yeah. And my former employer... Live Nation used to be under the same company. So technically, we were like teammates in that way. So I talked to him for just a sec, and I looked to my left real quick because I feel like somebody's looking at me. You know when you feel like you sense yes, it? Yes, you have that feeling. You sense someone's looking at you. Uh-huh. And I sense someone's looking at me, and I looked real quick, and it was about a six-foot-one beautiful black woman, just stunning. And I go, I know, damn it, it's Venus. It's oh, Venus. It. It's just you. But she looked good. Yeah. And some of y'all know that she used to date one of my best buddies for several years. So Venus and I have extensive history of her punching me in the stomach and <laughs> being mean to me and then me being nice to her and her being nice to Dean instead of me. Yes. Because um, I introduced them and she loves Dean. And so I, I it caught me off guard for a little bit because I was like, what? And, oh, and she smiled and I, I waved my hand and there was another security guard that was like standing right there at the base where that the ramp is to behind the soundboard. Normally, there's not a security guard sitting there, but this guy had an attitude like he was going to protect Venus Williams. <laughs> he, he had his sunglasses on. Oh, yeah. He was standing there like, so I was like, dude, all right. So this is when soundboard security guard says to me, he goes, hey, where's Tina? Where's Tina? And I said, I don't know, dude, probably at home. <laughs> He's like, oh, you should, should I, oh, I'd like to meet her sometime. And I think he said he actually did meet you once. Briefly. I met a security guard once when I was with you. He, sa- he said he met you uh, briefly once, but I said, she's coming tomorrow night. I thought you were coming to see kid. Yeah. Now grandpa rock. Now grandpa. So as I'm talking to him, 
Venus then, to my left, she re-engages in conversation with the tall, handsome man that she's standing with back there and someone else. And then she has a look a little bit on her face like, oh, I see how it is. Like I'm leaving oh, yeah. her like I'm leaving her hanging uh-huh. because I because while I answer the question about where you are, <laughs> then I, I, I hug and dap three other Live Nation employees and security guys that come by, yeah. pat me on the shoulder, pat me on the back. So it looks like I ha- I can show love to everyone except, ex- except the queen. Except Venus. It's what it looks like. It looks that way. And if that one, you know, hard-ass security dude with his sunglasses on wasn't standing there, I gladly would have just walked right up and gave her a hug. And I, But here's the thing. When you go to hug Venus Williams, well, maybe not when you do, but when I do, you have to be careful because she always throws a body punch. So you, ha- you have to. Yeah, I don't think she would do that to me. You ha- she wouldn't do that to you. Yeah. But you have to, I have to remind myself because she'll like put her arms out like to hug you. And then when you go to hug her, she punches you in the stomach, punches me in the stomach. She likes to throw body blows to me for whatever reason. So I, I have a w- friend like that. I would have, but here's the thing. You have a friend like that? I have a friend that like punches my arm all the time. I'd rather get punched in the arm. Oh, well, yeah. Because you get punched in the stomach. Maybe you just ate something. Maybe you just drank something. Maybe it makes you fart. I don't know. Like, don't do that. Don't do that. But, but you got to brace yourself. If you remind yourself, like, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. Take your, take your lumps. But if that security dude with his sunglasses on, playing like he was, you know, like, like personal detail. If, first of all, he didn't, I think he saw me waving and didn't realize that she had waved at me. You know Probably. what I'm saying? And I wasn't going to be like, excuse me, man, I want to say hello to, because he'd be like, oh, no, no. I wasn't going to, no. Back up. No. And so my question is, couldn't she have just taken three steps towards down, and then I could have taken two steps toward, and therefore we could have met in the middle? Of course. We could have. We could. You should have done that. So she should have. She should have. Because she's the one that had the security guard that was standing by. So don't give me looks like, oh, hugging all the security, saying hi to all the the, uh, Live Nation employees, but you can't show. If that dude wasn't standing there, I totally would have. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, she could have gone a few steps down. You could have gone a few steps up, and then you wouldn't have had this issue. The awkwardness. Yeah. Right. So it's it's not disrespect, because I love that girl. I do. I, I love Venus. I always will. She's the best. But, um... It was really your fault. I was going to say, it's really it actually fault. comes back to me because yeah. I, they asked you the a reason. question about me. Yeah, where's Tina? Where's Tina? I'd like to meet her. I met her once before. Let's not meet her. <laughs> I mean, see her again, then, sir, is what you're saying. But yeah, you're the reason why that happened. You're the reason why that happened. Speaking of uh, global sports icons, um, let us continue into this, which is fascinating. Did you happen to learn who it is that actually now is a fellow billionaire alongside LeBron and Michael Jordan. These are considered, I guess, the three American or North American athletes who became billionaires. Did you see who joins LeBron and Michael Jordan? I did see this, and I was shocked. Tiger Woods. I was shocked. Because you thought it already happened. Yes. I would have assumed that he was already a billionaire. Remember, he was on his way to doing that. He had $500 million, I guess, and plus in net assets. When he got divorced from the lovely Elin. Ooh. So then she got like half. Yeah. So he had to start from a quarter position. Yeah. Yeah. Tiger Woods is now joining Michael Jordan and LeBron James. According to Forbes, he's the only billionaire athlete. My question is, that can't be global, right? Because like Christian Ronaldo. Yeah. And some of those guys. And like maybe even like Michael Schumacher, the, the race car driver and Lionel Messi. Yeah. Maybe this is American list. Yeah. Maybe. But regardless... Um, I was shocked because I'm like, I thought Tiger had been there. Turns out, I guess not. Yes, not. Yeah, I guess he's had a few bumps in the road. Yeah. So. Well, he had a, a tree in the road Yeah, is what he had. Yeah. <laughs> a, tr- a tree in his path yeah, that yeah. was off the road. You know what's crazy about that? Here goes another like crazy connection thing. When I was in the Hamptons, 
I fired up the Bumble. I forgot I had it because I don't use it. Yeah. And I fired up that I fired it up like Saturday or Sunday. I was like, oh, I forgot. Because somebody was like, yo, if I was single, I go, I am single. Wait a second. You changed your location? Um, no, it just it, no, it says where you are. Okay. So it's like, yeah, he's in Southampton or whatever. And, um, and Bougie. I, it, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's not my house. Again, <laughs> I didn't pay for it. My friend, is, my friend invited me to come stay with them all. Um, open up the Bumble app. And you know how it works. The picture shows up and it says the first name and it says their age and there's a picture and then you swipe right or left. You can read the bio if you want. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I always read the bio because sometimes there's a surprise in there. Yeah. Like a major surprise. I've seen some like funny ones where they, it's just like they're funny and they, you kind of get a little bit of their personality. For sure. Yeah. Other times the bio says absolutely no vaccinated people. Oh. But whatever. I'm like, okay. Okay. Uh, and then sometimes it says um, born male completely now female and so they're being completely honest and yeah. transparent about their situation which i think is important for people to realize yes um so so this one i opened the app and then um i, I said to my boy sitting next to me i go because you know if you swipe left it means no thank you but then a little thing comes up and it says um oh you missed a potential match meaning they already they, liked you yes they right. swiped right they already like they liked you in advance yes. they already liked you I will go back and check, and then nine times out of ten, I'm like, no, nah, I'm still good. Thanks. Because you got to be selective. Yeah. It's not just the picture. It's the bio. It's the vibe. It's their thing. Yes. If, if they're, like, looking for marriage, want kids soon, that's a that's a swipe left. Yeah. Th- for you, that's a swipe left. Because I'm too young to have kids. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, I'm too young to have grandkids. Actually, no, that's not true. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> Me and Kid Rock are far apart. Me and Kid Rock aren't that far apart. Me and Dean and Kid Rock are kind of all in the age range where we could have grandkids. You the thing could. is that Kid Rock does. Kid Rock does, and I you don't. and Dean don't. And Dean don't. Well, Dean doesn't know that. Yeah. Dean, Dean doesn't know for sure. But this one woman, I was like, she looks familiar. I swear she looks familiar. And so I scrolled down further, saw another picture, and I said, bro, to my boy Mikey. I said, Mikey C, look it. I'm telling you, I know who this is. He's like, what? And so I Googled this woman's name, and sure enough, one of those pictures that was on her is. And her Bumble is verified, meaning that- oh, you, you can be verified on like apps? On, on, on uh, not Bumble. What's it called? Yeah, Bumble. On Bumble, you can ver- verified means that it, you confirm it's you. You're not using somebody else's pictures. Oh, okay. So it does 3D face mapping technology. Got it. So you can't just post pictures. It's like, all right, now it's time for your selfie. Now we got to see if it's really you. Okay. It lets people know you're not getting catfished. Got it. So- it was verified. It was really, so I Googled this woman's name and I showed my boy and he goes, yeah, that's her. It was the chick that was Tiger's affair that caused the whole thing when he smashed into the tree and Elin divorced him. Oh, no. Tiger had a bunch of side pieces, but this was the primary. This was the one that was the affair. Yeah. This was that chick that was at the center of it all. And it was her. And so I swiped. What, what I swiped, you swipe? I swiped right on it, and it said match. <gasps> yeah. And I was like, Eskimo Bros Part 2. Here um, we go, Tiger. Are you sure it's Part 2? Part what, 5. I, oh, God. No, I'm just playing. Um, but uh, so I mentioned it that night at dinner, and my boy, and I was like, oh, I know her. She's a good friend of mine. Hold on, let me text her and tell her. I said, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Don't tell her, because on, on uh, Bumble, whatever, you match, but then the, the female, she has to message you. Yes. First. You can't contact, they contact you. Yes. Uh, so that was that was that. Yeah, we're surprised that Tiger is now just joining the billionaire list because we would have assumed that would have happened a long time ago. Long time ago. But it was this girl's fault that he didn't. So it all ties together. The girl who I matched with on Bumble, it's her fault why he's not a billionaire sooner. 
because she's the one that outed him for the affair, which caused a divorce, which caused Elon to get half of Tiger's money. He would have been a billionaire a little bit ago. And I like Tiger. Tiger's nice. Yeah. Tiger's, he's a little nerdy, but he's a nice guy. Never met him, he's but. A good, he's a good dad. He's a, he's a good guy. And he's fun. And he drinks shots of gin sometimes. And oh. I, don't, I don't do that. So it's like, you guys go ahead without. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Tiger's ex-wife, Elon, gorgeous. I have to look up a picture. Oh, my goodness. She's beautiful. Beautiful. I'm sure. Beautiful. Yeah. I used to see her at concerts once in a while. Yeah. You've seen a lot of people. Yeah, you got, if you get out, you see people. Yeah. Or you stay home on Friday night, you know, like you do, and you don't see people. Exactly. You see yourself yep. and your dogs and your husband. That's it. But you know what? That's a good life. Yeah. Because I'm getting too old for this life. I don't want that life, but I'm also getting too old for this life. So I'm in a tough spot. You're in a really tough spot. Uh, Palm Beach Marriott Singer Island, they are looking to add teammates to their award-winning team. And what a great company to work for. T? Yes. The Palm Beach Marriott Singer Island Beach Resort and Spa is looking for positive, smiling faces with a passion for hospitality. Whether you're looking for a full-time career or part-time job, Palm Beach Marriott Singer Island Beach Resort and Spa has it all. They're now hiring for front desk agents, room attendants, maintenance technicians, servers, baristas, and recreational attendants. Palm Beach Marriott Singer Island Beach Resort and Spa offers employees free meals, free short-term disability, free life insurance, vacation time, paid time off, health benefits, 401k with a fully vested match, career path planning, a $500 referral incentive, and so much more. Call 561-340-1700 and ask to speak with Human Resources for more details. 401k. Match. Match. <laughs> Why did you yell match like that? That was, that was just... Uh, they're, uh, they're matching the 401k. They are. I just gotta let the people know. Coming up, brand new pettiness. Speaking of petty, brand new pettiness in the NFC West. Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury said what to division rival superstars Aaron Donald and to Cooper Cup? These are players he sees twice a season in regular season. And he said what to them? And by the way, we got it on tape. Uh-huh. We're going to hear actually what Cliff Kingsbury said to these two all pros and Super Bowl champions. Um, this is awesome. Awesomely petty. Can't wait to play it for y'all next. Home team ESPN 106.3. You're listening to Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina. Delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. This is ESPN 106.3. Jack Del Rio has been fined a substantial amount of money by the Washington Commanders and his head coach. Um, that's That's wild. That's, that's a lot of money. We'll tell you what that is in just a sec. And we got pettiness in the NFC West. Cliff Kingsbury, who many people think looks exactly like Ryan Gosling. He. I could see it. Is, uh, is talking smack at. He's trying to mess with the Los Angeles Rams. The division rival, hated, and now Super Bowl defending champions. Well, you'll hear what he said. I think it's petty and awesome, to be honest. I liked it. And as you're on the vein, accident attorneys, remember, the consultation is always free. So if you've been involved in an accident, you don't need any money. You don't need to pay them anything. It doesn't work like that. Consultation free. Been involved in an accident? You got injured on the job? Hurt at work? Workers' comp issues? Slip and fall-related accidents? Call in as you're on the vein. They answer the phone 24 hours a day. And they want to help you take back control of your life. 1-800-747-FREE. 1-800-747-FREE. 800-747-3733 for Anajar and Levine. Mark Anajar and Glenn Levine are friends of mine, and the idea is can't fight the insurance companies on your own. Let them help you take back control of your life. Let's take a listen to Cliff Kingsbury, 
the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, who had a chance to talk to both Aaron Donald, who just got paid, and Cooper Cup, who just got paid, um, at their coach, Sean McVay's wedding this past last weekend. Take a listen, first of all, to what Cliff Kingsbury said to Aaron Donald, who, remember, said, I'm okay with retiring. You know, if we can't get it, talking about it for a little while, if, if we can't get a deal done, can't extension done, I'm, I'm okay. okay. With, I'm okay with. I'm okay with just retiring from football. Take a listen to Cliff Kingsbury, rival coach, what he said to Aaron Donald. I did my best to try and convince Aaron Donald to retire. <laughs> um, obviously, that didn't work. I thought, you know, I told him he's accomplished all he can accomplish. I think it's a great idea to go out on your own terms. All that. <laughs> You've accomplished everything. You should go out on your own. Like, hey, dude, you should retire. You should retire. How hilarious is that? I love that. It's hilarious. Take a listen. It gets worse to what Cliff Kingsbury said to teammate of Aaron Donald. And by the way, keep in mind, these are the two-star players of the coach who's getting married's wedding. So you're at a dude's wedding who invited you. Uh You're at his wedding, and you are talking smack at his players trying to get them to not play for him. I love it. Take a listen to what he said to Cooper Cup. And then I told um, Cup... I was basically like, I know you and Sean are friends, but stop taking that McVeigh discount. Hold out for the th- first three weeks and get something sorted out. And you can tell that that did not work out. He's telling the player, don't go to camp. Hold out. Cause friction. Get more money. I know you this boys. This is what you do. This, like, can you imagine? That's like me going to your wedding that you invited me to, right? And then talking to people that you rely upon and trying to convince them to turn against you. Yeah. Like, like, like talking to like your nail girl and saying, you know, I think you should charge Cena more money. Yeah. I think, I think that you really, you can get more from her. She relies on you. Yeah. Like it's petty as hell, but it's hilarious. I love it. Because both players know, like, come on, dude, we know, like they're not going to listen to the rival coach. They're going to be like, really, you think so? No. Yeah. You got to be careful you take advice from, but I tell you who not to take advice from. Somebody who's hoping that what you're doing will fail. That's who you don't take advice from. No. When we return, we get inside the cocktail hour. The war of words between the PGA Tour and the new Live Tour has reached new levels of hatred. We got it for you next. Home team, ESPN 1063.